0: we are studying Parashat Terumah today. Terumah is the lone parashah of this week because it's, we're in a leap year, so the parashiot, a lot of the double parashiot are single parashiot this year, so Terumah is actually only Terumah this year. And the parashah of Terumah begins the discussion of the construction of the Mishkan. It's one of the four parashiot that discuss the construction of the Mishkan, Terumah Tetzaveh and Vayakhel Pekudeh are the four Parashiot. Uh, we have to take a moment to try and understand exactly what Parashat Tirumah is doing in the mix. How does it fit into our overall understanding of Sefer Shemot? So if you know, the, the, the book of Shemot started off with Am Yisrael in Egypt. And when we, were, we, we left Egypt in Parashat Beshalach. And we started having our, uh, our walks in the desert in Parashat Beshalach by Parashat Yitroh. We came to the Mount Sinai, we came to Mount Sinai, and we heard the Ten Commandments. Mishpatim, which is last week's parasha, we heard the remaining commandments that when included with the Ten Commandments, created the Sefer Habirit, created the initial, the pre-Torah, the book that, that contained all of the laws for Am Israel, the laws of both Mishpatim and Yitro, it contained all of the laws for Am Israel. And they made a covenant at the end of Parashat Mishpatim. They made a covenant establishing their commitment of Naasev and Ishma to the Sefer Haberit. So, Am Yisrael committed that this book of laws from the Parashat Mishpatim and from the Ten Commandments, that they are committed and we are in Turma, yeah. That, that this law, we are uh, from Mishpatim and Yitro, and, uh, we are committed to those laws. They made a covenant which is described in the seventh Aliyah of Mishpatim. Now to go into our parasha, which is Tirumah, we have to see exactly what happens at the very, very end of Mishpatim, after the covenant is established. So after there's a covenant made on the Sefer HaBerit, which again, Sefer HaBerit is like the pre-Torah, which included the mitzvot from Mishpatim and Nitro. we still don't have one thing. We still don't have the Luchot. The Luchot is like the famous thing that people know of as representing the Torah, well, what people don't know is that there's another book that Moshe wrote down called the Sefer Abirit, which is what the covenant was done on. The Luchot we have not seen yet because the Luchot, where are they going to come from? They're going to come from God. We have to go up, to, we have to go up the mountain. Moshe has to go up the mountain and retrieve the Luchot from on top of the mountain. That has not happened yet at this point. So now, seven Shema and that whole process of committing to God does not happen with the Luchot in the picture. But at the very, very end of, of of the parasha of Mishpatim Moshe goes up the mountain And a, and a cloud covers the mountain the, the glory of God Or the spirit of God Or the, the, the greatness of God However you want to The word kivod Means the honor of God Rested on the Mount Sinai In a mountain covered it for six days, and on the seventh day, God called out to Moshe from within the cloud. And the, the appearance of the glory of God looked to Am Yisrael like a fire, a consuming fire on the top of the mountain, and that's what B'nai Israel saw. So if, you could, if you're putting yourself in Am Yisrael's shoes, is this, you see Moshe going up into a cloud and then the cloud turns into like a fire. That's a consuming fire. So if you're a little bit um, less, if you're a little bit more primitive and not as sophisticated in your emunah, you may think that at this point, Moshe could have been swallowed up and killed. Okay? Pasuk they were seeing him? They were seeing the glory of God, meaning they were seeing the manifestation of God on the mountain, and to them that manifestation appeared like a fire, a consuming fire. Okay? But they didn't see Moshe up Probably it was too distant, but they saw Moshe go up. They saw Moshe when he was going up, and then he walks into this cloud, which covers obviously their vision and blocks their vision of him. And Moshe came into the cloud and he went up the mountain. And Moshe was in that mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. So, again, the process is Moshe stands outside the cloud for six days. On the seventh day, Moshe is called into the cloud. He walks into the cloud and he remains there for 40 days and 40 nights. With From our perspective, probably to learn the entire Torah and to bring down the Luchot as a representative of the Torah. Meaning not just the laws that we've seen, the Ten Commandments which we were told directly to Am Yisrael, and not just the book, the Sefer Mishpatim, the laws that were given in Mishpatim, which were probably told to Moshe and He wrote them down for B'nai Sal already. But the rest of what would constitute the Torah and the Luchot we still have not received. So that seems to be what Moshe is going up for. And that is the prelude to our parasha. Our parasha is, is introduced with this very, very interesting maftir from Mishpatim about Moshe going up into the cloud of the mountain. He goes up, he waits six days, then he goes in on the seventh day after he's called. What are the themes of the mountain right now? The themes are, God Vaishkon kevod Adonai al-har-sinai. The glory of God rested on Harsinai. That's a major theme that's leading into our parasha. And a cloud covered for six days. So what we're, what we're seeing, do you know what the, uh, what the word vaishkon sounds like? Vaishkon sounds like the word mishkan. Because that is a place where God rests His presence. So the hint we are getting immediately, and this is stated by the Ramban, is that the Mishkan that is being built is, is something, is providing Am Yisrael with a similar experience to Harsinai, to what they experienced on Harsinai. They experienced a cloud on Harsinai, a cloud resting on the mountain and then turning into a fire, a consuming fire, which represented the glory of God. And the Mishkan, with the same name of Vaishkon, is also going to house the glory of God. And we're going to see a cloud is going to play into the Mishkan situation as well. So it's a very interesting way to lead up to our parasha that Moshe is going to the top of the mountain and experiencing God's presence firsthand. Okay? And that's how we open our parasha. So right after we see Moshe has gone on for 40 days and 40 nights, God speaks to Moshe saying, when God told Moshe this, I am not exactly sure, but the Torah, Torah is inserting it here for thematic reasons. Okay? By the Moshe, the God spoke to Moshe saying, Go speak to Bene Israel, and they will take for me a Tiruma. Wow, from every person that his heart uh, wants to give, you shall take my Tirumah. Welcome back. Hope you had a successful trip. Okay. So speak to Ben Yisrael, say, Take from me a teruma. Any man who wants to give, please take a turumah. And this is a turumah that you should take from them. It's, a, it's gold and silver and copper. It should be blue wool and purple wool. And red wool, the shesh, the shesh is uh, flax, is like linen, and izim would be goat hairs, and ram skins that are made red, and tachash skins, which we don't know exactly what they are, and the wood which will be used. Okay, so these are the donations that you should c- collect from Bnei Israel. Okay, what I want to do maybe, because we only, we're only we only doing this, this week's. Today's class and Sunday class We're back on al uh, Hashem Let's look at Some of the Rashids, Because we typically don't Study with Rashi We didn't historically mm-hmm. But maybe uh, Whatever opportunity We get to study the Parashah We could look into the Rashi Okay And a Rashi is like A collection of the Midrashim So Let's see What? Well, no, no It's good, it's good. If, I, if I guide you in, in, uh, in analyzing them Then we're fine Okay May Li Lishmi Rashi says When he says V'yekul li tiruma It's saying for my name For my Why? What, what is he saying? What is Rashi pointing out By pointing out It's for God's name Isn't that obvious? V'yekul li teruma. Yes I don't know I'm, I'm reading these with you I, I don't know What, what is Rashi trying to point out By saying Li is Lishmi For my name because I... Is it? You have to do it for me. I, it's, you're now my, my people. Um, no, I'm going to read the Siftei Chachamim. So he is going to give you an education on how to study Rashi. There's a side commentary to Rashi called the Siftei Chachamim. I don't know who wrote it, but I believe it's pretty, it's pretty recent. And it, it's a, it's a perush on why Rashi is saying the things that he's saying. He very often catches details in Rashi. That are that are very insightful. So pasuk aleph t'ruma. He says, "From my name." What does the Rashi say? for my name, Anything is already already belongs to God. Oh. Oh, oh, oh! I see what he's saying. Okay, so the way the Siftei Chachamim is explaining is that Am Yisrael already everything they own belongs to God. So if you give the, if you take it for me, you don't need to take it for God, because it's as if it's like okay, when I ask for something, you could go take it for me. But if I already own that thing, right? Then then you're not taking it for me. You're taking it. What 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 Rashi is pointing out is that is that you should take it with the right kavanah, meaning. Meaning, it already belongs to God. That's not the point here. The point is, when you give this tirumah, give it with the kavana of giving it for the for shem shamayim. Right? That's, it's, it's commenting on the kavana, on the intent that Ami should have. Okay, hafrasha ya nedava That they should do a separation for me from their money as a donation. I think Rashi here is probably commenting on the fact that tirumah, we may know tirumah as a donation to the Kuanim. So what what does the word tirumah mean? Tiruma means whatever you take from it. So let's say I have like a a pile of of, of grain. And then I take a piece of grain, a pile of grain, a fistful out of it. Then I just lifted a pile of grain from amongst a bigger pile of grain. So tirumah would mean something... From a larger group So tirumah would be something you separate from a larger group For the sake of a donation The classic tirumah would be to quanim But it doesn't yes, mean it's right. exclusively for quanim yes. It's a very generic word A tirumah could be to anything right? So you could give So, uh, so here it's not halachic tirumah It's not tirumah like the tirumah that has The halachic significance of going to the quanim And it's hektesh It's a tirumah that goes That is being separated from a larger pile of wealth To go to God. Okay, that's what Turumah is here. To make it more holy. For That, that peace becomes holy. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. What you're saying is the whole concept of it is more just to like program us to do things in a certain way versus actually giving God something that doesn't need. Yeah, I think I think what the Sifti Chachamim was saying is that Rashi was saying that the first... To make it more holy. The first, whenever it says that you should take from me Turumah... He's saying, take for me, meaning take it with the kabana of giving it to me. Meaning, Obviously, it belongs to God already. So you're not taking anything it's for God. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more for B'nai Israel. Rabbi Sachs has a famous article on this, by the way. He says something beautiful. Rabbi Sachs says that if you look, Am Yisraels in, in the book of Shemot, they don't complain in the process of the Mishkan. From here until the end of the Torah, they sin with the golden calf. But there's no, uh, until the end of Shemot, there's less complaining yeah, life is good for them. No, and Robert Sachs was saying that people tend to complain no. a lot when, they, when they're being given things and they complain less when they're trained to develop responsibility. Oh, I that they're, 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 they're no longer on... Uh... So because before they were just on autopilot, they were giving, <laughs> of course, but, but this is the first time they're being asked to give something, right? So whenever people give they feel and good. they feel good and they develop responsibility and they complain less. He said, if you look at so the... first, you become fir- also a participant in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. I have to find that essay. It's a very famous... It's a beautiful essay where he points out that when Amisrael were giving, they're not complaining. When before they give, they're complaining a lot. When they give, the complaining stops. That's because the giving creates a sense of responsibility in the person and then they stop feeling like they, you know, they stop feeling so entitled. Oh. That's, a cl- that's a problem with why people always complain is they feel entitled. When, pe- when you're... Being given things all the time, you develop a sense of entitlement that you deserve these things for some reason. Right. Now, when Abraham Israel is trained to give, say, no, you have to build, they say, oh, we don't really deserve anything. We have to, we have to contribute now. You develop a son- sense of responsibility and they, claim, and they complain less. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Okay, plus, we started eyes the last two years. exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There was a, somebody was telling me there's a thing that there's like a tax credit that people get for yes. for every child that they have, and then let's say the average well, just American take it back from... right, so that, so it's really it's really a person's money, yeah. but then because we pay taxes out of our income, or a lot of people pay taxes out of their income, so the government takes it and gives it back at the end of tax season, and then the government decided to to advance that to front, that people, the money, to front yeah. people the money, so then when they finished giving people the money, people started complaining. <laughs> But it's not, like, uh, it's not like this was extra. And now you're not going to get your refund either. Yeah, and, then, and now they're probably going to complain they don't get their refund because they didn't realize that this was their refund. It was just being given early. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Bezat Hashem Sunday, we'll study the Parashat Tirumah in depth, hopefully. Uh, we're back in action. This Sunday I'm on. Next Sunday at midnight is my flight. So that yeah. next Sunday we also have. Should I? have to continue, Rabbi. You know, Israel. Today, and then today, it's only. You know, I'm only there for six, seven weeks. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, like you uh, know, there's a phone. You know, we, we used to do. Uh, yeah, we could also we, we also have to discuss maybe continuing over Zoom or something. Yeah. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen. Hazakve, Rabbi.